Sterling's got from the east to the west. Make you laugh your lungs out of your chest. Rolling up, cause it's time to go. And take another hit of this episode. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. Brought to you by TaylorMadeRadio.ca and produced by Matt Olix. Let's begin the show. Yo, the time right now is 5.33.34 a.m. Why am I awake at this time podcasting? I'll tell you why. I wanted to do something nice for myself. So I was like, yo, I'm going to put together some seasoned, and I mean seasoned food. So what I did was I went to Superstore. I picked up some chicken. And I put in that work. Like, I made sure I seasoned it down. Now, let me explain to you guys how I season up my chicken, okay? I put in green seasoning. For those of you guys who don't know, green seasoning is a mixture of, like, uh, it's, a, it's a seasoning, you know, from the Caribbean. And it has, like, uh, cilantro and parsley and, you know, scallion and shadow benny and, and all these different kind of... Uh, seasonings inside of it and it comes out as green so i had put that down on uh the chicken it's good for chicken fish whichever it's a great seasonings for meat so i put that as the base right and then i had some uh some uh grace jerk sauce and then what i like to do is i take the grace jerk sauce and i mix it with this barbecue sauce so that it's like a barbecue kind of thick you know sweet but spicy kind of taste right with some black pepper and um then i uh, add some like italian seasoning some oregano and i let it sit and i let this bad boy sit for two days people two days i had this chicken sitting in the fridge and uh tonight was the night so i um i want to do you know it was a date night it was sterling's date night Anybody ever do that? You guys ever have your date night where you just take care of you? You know, you take care of you, boo-boo. That's what I was doing. I made sure uh, I called the weed man, and the weed man came by, and he dropped off some decent uh, some decent bud. Actually, I don't even call it decent. I'm going to call it surprisingly good because um, it caught me off guard. But anyways, and I decided that I had, I deserved it. You know, like I deserve this. This is me time, and self-care is the best care. So I, I, I knew it was time. I got my weed. I put on John Wick 3 because if you haven't watched the John Wick series, which in my opinion is honestly one of the best trilogies, period. And it's probably not going to be a trilogy. It's probably going to be four parts because the part three ends with them saying, you know, they're going to go take down the council. But John Wick, the series, if you're into action movies, one, two, and three, possibly the best series to sit down and watch arguably the best trilogy to sit down and watch um because most trilogies they always have a weak one john wick i would argue doesn't have a weak one but if you had to choose the weakest episode i'm gonna go with uh episode two he's gonna go with my weakest but like i said there's not a weak episode but number three that definitely takes the cake number three you got holly berry fighting people with dogs and shit you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 legit. Uh one of my favorite uh three piece series. Who would have thought that Keanu Reeves would be one of my top action stars? But anyways, I had my my John Wick 3 lined up. I had my Uwi, 
my weed lined up. I had my chicken seasoned for the two days. And so what I wanted to do was get it where it's a nice, I wanted to bake it. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to bake my chicken um, with all this seasonings and stuff so that it uh, films like the, it gets that, like that nice crust over it. See, when you use like barbecue sauce and stuff with a lot of sugars, the sugars will burn and uh, uh, over the chicken, making it like extra like crispier and stuff. And I like that. Uh, so I put that in the oven at uh, 400 degrees for 40 minutes. That was my game plan. Then I came in and I wanted to be ready. I don't know about you guys, but if you smoke weed, when you smoke weed and you're high, does the food not taste better? Because for me, it tasted better. It always tastes better when I'm high. I actually like to wait till I'm hungry, then smoke, then cook, and then eat. Or I'll do like start cooking and when it's down to like the last stages where you're just waiting for it to finish then i'll run and like the last 10 minutes of it burn our spliffers and then come back and and eat so it always i don't know like the flavors are more enhanced it's i i don't know i feel like eating eating food when not high is like having sex with a condom on you know you're still gonna you're still gonna have a good time but then when you take the condom off you can't go back and the condom's off people condom is off so now the chicken's in there john wick's there i start stuffing the cones and uh i bought an ounce of weed because uh you know why why buy small amounts when you could save money in bulk that's the way <laughs> that's the way i make sense of my addictions um it's better in bulk and um what i like to do is roll five joints five, no i rolled seven I roll five that goes into a cigarette holder. You know those little packages where, uh, like those little containers. You ever see those cool little containers that people have and they open it and then they got their little cigs in there and they take out a cigarette, take a smoke? Yeah, I have one of those for weed. So uh, it holds five joints, which is good for any day of the week. If you're out and about, you know what I'm saying? It's one for you, one for me. I'm a sharing guy, right? So I got to the weed rolled up. So I put five away in the container. I have two by the bedside because, like I said, the weed is good, right? But it's not like fire, fire. Like it's great deal for the weed because it gets you high. You're going to get high. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like that weed where you smoke and you could chain smoke weed and you don't get high at all. It's like you smoke a gram of this and you're nice, but, like, I'm an excessive guy. And sometimes I feel, I don't know if this is like you guys, but sometimes I feel like if I, um, if I, uh, if I eat or drink something, that the high goes away. So I had two. So one before the meal to make the meal taste good. And then one after the meal so that I could feel good. You get me? So, um, John Wick is on, uh, the spliff is lit, chicken is in the oven, and the weed was a nice smoke, man. Like I gotta give it to that wee man. Um, that's what I call the. <laughs> that's what I call my. I, <laughs> what they call the weed man. I call weed and weed man wee. I don't know why. Don't ask me why, but I'm like that's the wee man. That's why I feel when I hit that spliff. I'm like wee. You know what I mean? So, anyways, 
I got the Uwe going. And the Uwe, man, he came through, man. He came through with a great deal. He gave me uh, an ounce for $130. And typically when you get low prices like that, it signifies you got bunk weed. But this was not bunk weed. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would give this a solid 7. So I smoked a gram of it. And... Uh, then I fell asleep. And when I woke up, I woke up to the very ending of John Wick when uh, they're like, are you mad, John? Are you mad? And I was like, oh, damn. I missed. Oh, I could smell in the air. I opened the door and wafting into my room is the smell of burnt chicken. And here's what hurt my heart, people. The chicken still smelled good. You ever... You ever smell chicken that's burnt and you could smell the potential in the air? That's how I felt. I had left the chicken in the oven for exactly two hours and ten minutes. That is enough time to ruin my plans, people. Yep, it ruined everything. Like, I opened the oven praying, praying that maybe, maybe there might be some salvageable meat. Yo, my chicken was Black, black. My chicken was so black. Police officers don't believe its life matters. Like it was black, <laughs> and uh, I was so hurt. I just closed back the oven and just turned on the light to look at look at the chicken. Like what? What happened? I, two days, people. I had marinated chicken for two days so that I could eat it, and the ooey man came through with some good weed and I was irresponsible with it and I bun up on my chicken and uh, that's why I am podcasting at five o'clock in the morning because I fell asleep and now if you guys are doing the math you're like Sterling why are you eating at three o'clock in the morning um because I do what I want people who the hell doesn't want a late night snack that they where they love themselves okay I do a lot of fasting, and it messes up. <laughs> like, I do intermittent fasting. Well, at least I try to. And sometimes I fall asleep through the periods when I'm supposed to eat. And then I wake up, and I'm like, well, I've got to start again another day. And that's what happened today. Um, so I um, bun up my chicken, and here we are. So it's been, a, it's been a great amount of things going on. First off, again... To my dedicated 40, you guys have no idea. Shout out to all the people who uh, constantly tag or repost my shit on Facebook. Uh, and you tag dedicated 40. or de I love if you tag dedicated 40, dedicated 56. Because you get the joke. We once had 56 strong people. It was 56 of us coming together every week. And then, you know what I mean? I fell off a bit. Of course, you guys know why that story. If you're new to the podcast, uh, go back and listen to Mother Shit. Uh, and you'll find out why I fell off for a bit. But it was with good reason and good intent. And um, so anyways, um, what was I saying? I hate that. You ever be in the middle of a fucking sentence? It's just me talking. And I forgot what I was talking about. But anyways, yes, that's what we were talking about. We're talking about all the things that was going on. So um, I went to uh, 
I don't know if some of you guys know this, some of you don't. Um, I do game shows. I do game shows at a um, at a strip club on Tuesdays. I do a strip club game show called Filthy Feud. It's a lot like Family Feud, but I um, I have dirty questions. We call it the Filthy Feud, and we give away cash. So um, I was doing the game show there, and then uh, at the end of the game show. Uh, a few people whom I know uh, were like, hey, do you want to come back to my place and bon spliff? Of course, that's a good way to get me over to your place. So, you know, it wasn't no big amount of people, ladies and gentlemen. All right. It was three of us. Okay. Just three of us went back uh, to his place. And then uh, a few ladies decided to uh, join. Uh, again, not a large number. Okay, four ladies, three guys, just seven of us. And uh, we did uh, what we call socially distanced smoking, which is everybody gets their own joint, which is the best way to go. I don't like sharing. I like to hold on to the weed the way rich people hold on to power. You know what I mean? I don't want to let it go and I don't want to pass it down. So I hold on to the weed all night. And I I love the socially distanced smoking. So we're smoking some some weed and... uh, we're enjoying ourselves and talking. And then out of the out of the corner of the room, I hear this sentence. Bestiality wasn't made illegal until 2016. So technically, I never did anything wrong. Now, when you hear a sentence like that, a lot of you right now tensed up and was like, what the fuck? Well, that's exactly what I was. I was in the what the fuck moment. Okay. But. Whenever you're in a what the fuck moment, you can't act like what the fuck because then you kill you kill the vibe, you kill the mood, you kill that sharing. And I don't want to kill that sharing because I want to hear more of the story. And uh, so I'm like, uh, uh, I interrupt the conversation and I'm like, uh, can, what's that? What, what did you mean about it only being illegal in 2016? And uh, this person was very knowledgeable on uh bestiality laws they were like well in 2016 they deemed it illegal to uh penetrate an animal however uh the animal can penetrate you and it not be deemed uh illegal i was like that's a lot of knowledge uh why is it that you uh know all of this and they said well uh because i used to let my uh family dog uh lick my vagina now, a lot of you right now are taken back. A lot of you guys are like, ew, what the fuck? That's disgusting. This is not a kink shaming podcast, people. This is a progressive podcast. I am not kink shaming, but I will say, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, man? So now here's the thing that was making me really laugh in my head. Because again, you can't express too much emotion because if you do you shut down everybody will start to feel weird and they don't like to express they don't want to be judged and i don't want to judge nobody you know what i'm saying but i'm like i gotta know more and so i was like how 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 did this begin you know like where where did this begin <laughs> and they were like well i was peeing one time oh, peeing okay cool you were peeing all right and she's they were like yo the dog came in to the bathroom while they were peeing and uh 
you know, made a dive for their lower regions and gave it a few licks before they pushed their head away. And they were like, oh, get away, get away. But then they were like, ah, I kind of felt good. And then they just let the dog do that for for many years until the dog died. And I was like, what did the dog die of, though? <laughs> and um, the thing that was funny to me was that nobody in the house was shocked. You know what I mean? Like, these were some very sexually progressive people is the only way I could say it. I don't know how to say it any other way, but uh, they they had seen some shit. You know what I mean? Like, they've done some stuff. And uh, the thing is that that story wasn't the nastiest story of the night. So then um, real, like, after that person opens up with that story, uh, turns out there's a lot more other stories going around. And um, I got to say, I thought when I was telling you guys way back that I uh, like to rub my nipples while I'm uh, getting head or I'm having sex or when a girl's riding me as being edgy and kinky, bruh, I am the most boring sex person, period. Like, the... I there list I thought threesomes, you know what I'm saying? Uh maybe you know what I mean? Like uh orgies where it's like I like to do where it's uh double the number of girls to guys. So if there's four girls, I'll allow two guys, you know what I mean? But I'm not really too into the two guys, one girl. I mean I've done it, but I mean I'm not into it. Um because I really like threesomes. That's uh one of my things. Uh but I, which guy doesn't, what guy doesn't want two hot girls to bang him at the same time? That's not even, I don't even think that's even a question. I would be shocked to find the man, you know what I'm saying? I would be more surprised to find the man who doesn't want two hot girls to bang him at the same time. So I don't even really think that's a kink. I think that's just like more of a, how the fuck did we pull that off? Which, honestly, guys, if you're getting a threesome, you didn't pull it off. Unless you are rich, famous, or paid for it, you are not pulling off the threesome, all right? It's the women that decide, and you're the fuck toy, okay? Uh, please believe that. I've had many threesomes, and none of them were because of me. So anyways, I'm thinking here that, you know, that I've done some stuff, and, you know, I'm thinking I can get down, no, no, I cannot get down. No, people. Sterling Scott, the comedy reject, is vanilla when it comes to the sex world. All right? The things that they were telling me, first off, men, you're disgusting. You're fucking nasty. All right? I, I, it turns out, I guess, you know, one in every ten guys is not a creep. And uh, I'm not that creep. There's so many things that these people were talking about that other people were into. Yo, one guy, all right? Let me tell you a thing one guy was into. He made a girl, all right? Put milk in her ass, then squat over a bowl of cereal, and then he ate it. Now, here's my thing. I don't want to kink shame, and I'm not trying to kink shame. But how did you get there? Like, how did that become the thing that turns you on? 
Like, were you eating cereal one day? Somebody fart, and you're like, ooh, I like the two of those combos. Like, how? How did that become the thing that turned you on? That's where I'm like, the psychology behind it is what is amazing to me. Is like, how did, what? Because, like, I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this podcast right now has had sex, okay? Sex is amazing. Sex feels great. How did you go, this is too boring. Can you shit in my cereal so I can eat it? Because that's the way daddy needs to get off. How? Like, where? What? If anybody, if somebody farted next to my bowl of cereal, I'm slapping the bowl off the table. You had a person fully squat over a bowl and let the, the, the stuff come. Whoo! I don't mean to be disgusting, people. But you have to understand that these are things people are telling me while I'm smoking weed. And I'm like, I got to talk about this to you guys. My dedicated 40 to dedicated 56. Uh, do you guys have any weird kinks that I should know about or have you heard about? In fact, tell me your tell me anonymously the kinks you have really heard about. Like not don't give me no I, I watched this on a movie. I want you to tell me somebody you've met who you know what kind of weird shit. Not weird, sorry. It's not weird. What kind of unique things they do get them off. <laughs> I know there's like half of you guys are like no Sterling. That's weird. That's disgusting. And the other half is like, this is really progressive. <laughs> I'm telling you guys the truth, man. I want to know. Please, 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 please. Inbox me. DM me. Email me. Any which way you can. I want to know about your weirdest kink experience. Or I want to know a real-life kink that you know from somebody else. That would be, I, I got to know, the psychology, the understanding. Because, like, I, I get why I would want two women. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it, you're look, it's two women, two beautiful women walk in the room, both of them with the desires of just pleasing you. It's like, oh, 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 I came. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Who wouldn't get that? But when you're saying to somebody, uh, I need this specific cereal and this specific, what kind of milk was it? Was it almond milk? Was it whole milk? I should have asked more questions. But my problem was I was too busy holding in all my excitement and all my laughter. Because you can't laugh when someone's sharing an intimate story like that. You've got to keep it together. And as you guys know, I'm very immature. And it's very difficult for me to keep it together. So the fact that I kept it together long enough that not only did I hear multiple King stories, I'm not even going to go into the other ones because the other ones are way too graphic, way too nasty, and some of them involve shit. And uh, I'm not trying to lose my dedicated 40 that way. Uh, <laughs> but whoo, did daddy hear some things, right? And uh, I remember when I was leaving... Uh, and um, I left uh, to go home now. Uh, I stayed smoking and talking. This is how interesting this was to me. I stayed smoking and talking till 7 a.m. That's when I decided, all right, I've heard my fill. I'll go home. And they were like, yeah, we should all 
get together and tell more stories and hang out more. And I'm like, yeah, we should. And I swear to goodness, if they let me, Dedicated 40, if they let me, I want to record a podcast and let them tell you the stories themselves. Because I know you guys are sitting here thinking, is Sterling just trying to be funny or did Sterling see some shit? Well, I didn't see some stuff, but I heard about a lot of shit. And, uh, whoo, I just want, I just want to know more. I just want to understand where the turn on comes from. I'm still getting over the fact that some people are into feet, you know, like people like there's, there's porn where people jerk you off with your feet. And I'm still like, how did you get like feet? Like how? That's not even a th- what, the, when, it, when people are wearing sandals, are you like jerking off every day? Like, whoa, this is great. And I don't know. And I usually blame it on the men uh, because men, men are disgusting. Men are disgusting. Men are disgusting. Yes, I'm I a guy and I'm like, oh, I'm a guy, not me. Listen, I had some pretty disgusting thoughts in my head. And the only difference between me and other people is I go, ew, that's disgusting. Why would I think about that? And other people are like, ooh, how can I do that? And uh, woo. Men, we gotta, we gotta do better. Men, we're disgusting. We're disgusting people. And so, anyways, that was the uh, house party. Uh, well, I call it, I call it house gathering uh, that I had attended. Then after that, um, I got the opportunity to uh, record another performance that I had to um, put together. This one I didn't have to do it brand new because um, it was half comedy and half a speech for uh, the Make It Awkward Summit. The Make It Awkward Summit is, uh, for those of you who don't know, that's um, made by uh, Jesse Lipscomb in Edmonton, and it's based on making racism awkward. Like, uh, Make It Awkward came from the idea that it's awkward for people to deal with and talk about racism. And he's like, yeah, it should be awkward because a lot of people's lives are being affected by this in a negative way. So the fact that it's awkward for you, it should be because it shouldn't be comfortable to talk about this kind of um, the reason why these kind of things are happening and how to deal with these things. And so I got to put together a uh, performance for that. And it's going to come out December 10th. The Make It Awkward is coming out December 10th. And... um, I'm going to tell you guys right now, it's, uh, it, wow, the quality, the speakers, the stuff that they put together, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being, uh, you know, like its intention is it's a make it awkward festival and event. I wouldn't be surprised if this ended up being like a documentary or something because they showed me just the raw footage from the performance uh, and my speech. And uh, it was mind-blowing. It was, I was shocked at how amazing it was. Uh, So shout out to the Make It Awkward Summit and Jesse Lipscomb for uh, coming together and putting together some amazing people. I, I met some people there. So basically because of the fact that it's going to be an online uh, event because of course COVID uh, and all the restrictions that are happening. Uh, we're in a second lockdown. I'll get to that in a bit. Um, 
they had to pre-record everything. So we have to go to a studio and there's only three people allowed to be at the studio and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But just the little amount of people that I met there were extremely interesting, uh, intelligent. I don't know how I get to sit in these rooms because these are like educated people and smart people and you know, I hang out at house parties where people shit on each other. Like, I don't know how I made it into this room, but I'm thankful. And uh, I, uh, I'm very happy with my performance. And so when the Make It Awkward Summit comes out, it's going to be online and you got to buy tickets to watch it online. And honestly, guys, I'm really recommending that you guys do it. It's, it's going to be something special. And um, uh, I'm really looking forward to... Uh, showing you guys uh, how it went down in, in, in there. So look out for that on December 10th, the Make It Awkward Summit. It's going to be a deep. It's going to be really deep, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and uh, so after that now, so <laughs> this is all one week, people. Can you believe everything I'm telling you right now is all in one week? That the, 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 my filthy feud, that was Tuesday, and uh, the, the house party, that was the Tuesday night. Uh, the make it awkward is Wednesday. Uh, so now brings us to Thursday. And Thursday, as you guys know, um, I was doing an independent, another independent show again, uh, where I teamed up with uh, one of Edmonton's most popular uh, urban DJ promoters, uh, DJ Invincible. I've been going to his parties ever since I was 23 years old. So the fact that uh, now we're actually working side by side, I mean, it feels good. I'm not going to lie. It feels kind of cool to be like, yo, I went from the party goer to the party thrower. And so we teamed up and we did a brand new night. We only did four days promotion. It was on Thursday that just passed. And it was a comedy show followed by a Latin night. And I had my reservations about it because I'm like, the club crowd, because uh, Vince's people are the club crowd and my crowd is a comedy crowd. And I knew some of his club crowds going to come in time for the show. So it was half his crowd, half my crowd. And the night ended up being phenomenal. Shout out to all the comedians that came down. It was lit. Like every, there was not a single bad set, not a single comedian bombed, but, um, the show did run a bit long, um, and the crowd started to, you know, get antsy and get loud because, again, you know, club crowds, they can't really pay attention for much longer. So what we're going to do is just cut down the length of the show and, uh, and uh, you know, make sure that we turn over the room fast enough so that uh, the Latin crowd can get their party on. Um, but uh, it was a good night, and I don't know, man, like, I can't, I guess I can't drink anymore. I don't know. My body just can't handle the liquor like it used to. Like, if you know me, you know that alcohol is kind of like the thing, my trademark thing. But nowadays, within the last, like, I'd say three to four years, I just haven't been able to keep up anymore. And um, I probably had not a lot of drinks, people. So from 7 p.m. and I left at 12.30 a.m., I had six drinks, all right? 7 p.m., so it's 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12, 30. So five and a half hours, I had six drinks. So it's not a lot of drinks, people, okay? That's literally 
like standard guidelines they would tell you drink one drink an hour and i had just a little over that like i was good and i got home and the next day i had like the killer hangover that kind of hangover where you have you start making promises like i ain't never drinking again i quit i don't want to do this like that's how i felt the next day and I only had six drinks in over the course of five and a half hours. And then I even came home and I was drinking water. I, I took Tylenol. I, uh, I, I ate. I ate a burger. Like I was doing everything to make sure that there's no hangover the next day. And I woke up with the worst hangover. So I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm happy with weed and mushrooms. Um, alcohol is still in my life, but. It's down to now where it's like my maximum is going to be two drinks now. That's where I'm at now. My max is now two drinks. I don't know how you guys uh, are with the liquor, but for me right now, man, like, and the thing is the two drinks are not going to get me drunk. It's not like I was even drunk. It, well, I mean, I was a little tipsy, but like, the, I, 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 not even that I'm drunk is that, um, I just, uh, my body, I must have did too much damage to it. Way too much damage growing up uh, with all the amount of drinks that I used to. I used to drink, and I shit you not, man. I would drink easily 36 drinks. 36 one-ounce shots of either a mixed drink or uh, just a straight-up shot. 36 of them in a two-hour span at the club. It was to the point where in my 20s, I didn't count shots as drinks. That's how much I would drink. If I told you I had 10 drinks, I didn't count the shots in between. I just tell you about the 10 drinks I had. And every drink I would hold would be a double. And that's the kind of monster I was back before when I was, you know, a raging alcoholic. Now I'm a raging pothead smoking joints and burning chicken. So... Uh, I don't know, man. If you see me out and uh, you're trying to buy me drinks and I say no, don't take it to offense. It's just that uh, I can't keep up anymore. I'm just not that guy anymore. What I like to do, honestly, now my best combo that I found where I'm the happiest is to smoke weed, get high, and have one drink. Just one drink. Like a beer or like a double of a mixed drink. And well, I don't even like to mix my drinks. I kind of like to just add water or tonic water. I don't really care for the Coke or the pop. It makes it too sugary for me. And uh, like a double tequila on the rocks I would do or a double tequila with tonic water or double vodka with water or tonic water just tastes like water to me. I kind of need a little bit of acknowledgement that I'm drinking liquor. And... Uh, and that's what, and I'm in heaven. And I mean, I could drink that one drink for hours. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need any more. My body feels content. But if I do it the opposite way, where I get drunk and then smoke weed, ugh, ugh, that ends up for a bad night. So I ain't trying to do that no more. No, no more for me. So anyways, now... I uh, wake up the next day, and I'm supposed to head on down to Calgary to uh, go do a spot uh, with my boy, Sonny Dollywall. 
I love that guy to death. There's just some people, you know, there's just some people in your life where you meet them and uh, you just become bonded by soul immediately. Sonny Dollywall is that person. He's a phenomenal comedian and he was performing uh, down in uh, Calgary. And then I had a friend uh, who was also celebrating a birthday, uh, Ms. Honey Hay, a phenomenal singer out of Ottawa. Uh, who used to uh, work alongside me and run some of my shows for me. And so I wanted to go down and celebrate with them. And so the Friday, uh, I was wiped out. Friday, I was done. I would I call the quits. I was hangover the whole day. I just moped around the house to get to the bathroom and get back to bed. I didn't do nothing. Then the Saturday, I get up now to go uh, to the bank, get some money. And I can't find my car key. Can't find my car key. All my stuff is in the house. All of my stuff. Everything that I left the house with is in the house. And again, I wasn't drunk. I wasn't drunk when I came home. I was very conscious. I was very aware. I was tracing my steps. Everything. Cannot find my car key. Now, if you're wondering why my car key is not on the ring of keys of my house key, it's because one of my friends, uh, Be Easy, he was like, do you mind if I record a podcast at your house uh, while I was doing the comedy show? And I said, sure. So I took off the car key, the single car key, so I could drive and gave him the house keys. And so that's why the keys were separated. So now I uh, get home. and Well, no, sorry. Now I'm uh, looking for this key, and it's not there. Everything is laid out. I'm one of those guys that when I come in the house... I throw everything in the same place over and over again. I'm like a creature of habit. So like the mask that I was wearing, my hat, my uh, my keys, my house keys, uh, my cell phone, everything is all on the counter except for the one car key. And so I tore my house apart looking for these car keys and I could not find it. I mean, I even, I cleaned my house like pulled the fridge apart. When was the last time you pulled your fridge out to look for a key? That's what kind of cleaning I was doing to try to find this key. And uh, while I was cleaning, um, I opened my door to go throw garbage out. And one of my bitch-ass racist neighbors uh, called the condo board and told them I was smoking weed. Now, here's the fuck up part, guys. I was not smoking weed. I smoke weed a lot. But I told you, Friday I had a hangover and didn't do shit. And then Saturday, I'm looking for my keys. I haven't smoked weed in two days. So um, all they're smelling is fucking cleaner from my house. And on top of that, uh, they, I didn't see anybody in the hallway. So all they probably heard is just me going back and forth throwing garbage in the garbage chute. And the condo board calls me up and is like, uh, we're getting responses that you're smoking weed in your unit. Because here's how stupid the fucking law is in my condo board. Uh, you're not allowed to smoke weed. You have to vaporize the weed. And uh, that's, I don't even get the fucking point of it. But anyways, that's the law. So anyway, that's the rule, not the law. That's the rule in the stupid fucking shithole of a condo. And actually the condo, my condo is very nice, but my condo board are fucking idiots and I hate them. Um, well, there's this one guy, the one dude, the one dude, and he knows who he is. The one dude who texts me. He's not a bad guy. He's a good dude, but he works for a bunch of fuck nuts. So anyways, um, I get a text and they're like, oh, you're uh, you're uh, smoking weed in your unit. 
I was fucking furious. I'm cleaning my house. I haven't smoked weed in two days. Uh, and I'm looking for my lost key. And I'm getting fucking complaints that I'm smoking weed from these dumbass racist neighbors. I was livid. I go, come to my fucking unit right now. As I was writing in my text messages. I go, come to my fucking unit right now. And I want you to smell my unit. I want you to come into my home and smell my fucking home. And I want you to know how much my home does not smell like weed. So that you could know how racist my fucking neighbors are. And they're, they write back. They're like, Sterling, we're not, they're not known to be racist. I go, of course they're not known to be racist to you. You're white. You're not going to fucking experience the racism I have to experience. You're looking for logic. There's no logic in racism. There's just hatred. They hate me because I'm black. Now come to my fucking unit and smell my fucking unit. That's how I was talking, people. I was livid. I was absolutely livid. And then he writes back, I'm not even in the building right now. I wasn't accusing you. I was just giving you a notice. And I said, fuck that notice. Send somebody here. And they're like, Sterling, we believe you. It's over. Please don't worry. And I'm like, no. I want you to acknowledge that these fuckers are racist and that they keep doing little microaggressive shits to me to report me to get me in trouble when I'm not doing anything. So I want somebody here right now. And they're like, no, we're going to take it up with them. And da-da-da-da, have a good night. <laughs> so I finished cleaning the condo, couldn't find the keys, and unfortunately had to call and cancel the trip to Calgary. Um, which I was very sad about. And, uh, you know, I was like, well, you know what? Let me, let me go downstairs and try again. I cleaned out the car, couldn't find nothing. I think it was about 10 PM while I'm Googling how much it's going to cost for me to repair, to get a new key. And they're saying between four and $1,200, depending on the make model of your car and the dealership's rates. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, I'm fucking broke, you know? Uh, and the reason why I'm broke is because I did a show and uh, I hate the fact that people pay me in check. I don't understand why checks are still a fucking form of paying people because I have to accept the check. But then when I bring it to the bank, they act like it's fucking covid fucking sars check i don't understand like they're like we can't cash it for five days we have to make sure that there's money in the account well why is it that i have to fucking accept these payments and you guys are holding my checks because it's like i get paid for this gig and then i don't get paid for it for another week later so i uh deposit the check and they're like it's gonna be five business day hold sir and i deposited on friday november the 6th friday the next friday um, and yes, I deposited over the counter during banking hours. They didn't fucking clear the check yet. It's five o'clock in the morning on a Monday. If that check is not cleared today, I'm going in and I'm closing that fucking account. I'm like, take out all my fucking money. I'm closing this account because y'all just fucking with my money. I'm sick of this bullshit of people holding my money. Every time I put a fucking check in the account, y'all motherfuckers want to hold it. You know, you can get that. Find out if the uh, money's in the account. You know, you can get that information in one day. In fact, they could clear the check and just put it in your account and give you the money. But they don't want to do that. They want to hold on to your money as much as they can. And I hate that shit. I'm sick and tired of that shit. Send me a fucking e-transfer. Wire the money to me. Pay me in cash. I don't want no more checks. I, do, that's the, I swear to God, people, one of the only reasons why I'm trying to be famous is so that I can be treated like a human being. 
because what I go through on a day-to-day basis is absolute bullshit. So anyways, I'm broke. I wanted to uh, fucking uh, get shit taken care of. So anyways, I lost my point on my rant on the... (laughs) On the rant of the checks. Sorry. But to get back to the point is that I'm realizing I'm broke and I can't afford uh, to be paying all this money for a key. And so I go downstairs one more time. It's like 10 p.m. in the night and I'm looking all over the place and I'm looking under the car, under my car, and I find absolutely nothing and I'm heartbroken. And you know when you're like looking under a car? Like you're so imagine this. I'm face down looking under the car and I can't see nothing. You know when you're gonna get up, what do you do? You turn your head to the next side, right? I turn my head to the next side. In the next car stall, underneath a tire, I see like a little piece of like a plastic, and I'm like, I wonder if that's it. And I go, and I don't know how this could have happened, but I guess my key fell. And slid into another parking stall underneath the car. And the guy drove over the key. So he must have left and came back and drove over the key. Because my key was under his tire. And I had to dig up under this guy's car tire to pull out my car key. And I fucking got my car key back. And I'm back in the game, people. I'm back in the game. And to celebrate me being back in the game, I decided I wanted to make some chicken. And well, you all know how that turned out. This has been another episode of the Comedy Reject. Thank you guys. My dedicated 40, my dedicated 56 to one day return. Um, As you guys can see, I'm trying my best to get them back out on Thursdays. Um, I got it out on Friday this time. Uh, I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, the producer of this podcast is very, very busy. So please bear with us. He's doing this for me for free. So I can't even be mad. And you guys are listening to this for free. So don't be mad either. All right. But stay with me. Uh, And uh, I love you guys so much for rocking with me. And I'm going to keep doing this until I have zero. Until I see a month of podcasts at zero. I ain't quitting. So if you don't quit on me, I ain't quitting on you. This is the Comedy Reject Podcast. I'm Sterling Scott, and I'm out of here.